From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Dis Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, Disneyland Edition, for March 3rd, 2011. I'm your host this week, Nancy Johnson. I'm joined by fellow Disneyland correspondents Wayne Toygo, Tom Bell, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Wayne will give us an update on the construction at the Disneyland Hotel, and Tony Spatel will have his review of the Wine Country Trattoria's World of Color dining package. All that plus this week's news roundtable rapid fire on this edition of Dis Unplugged. Hey, guys, how are we? Hey, hey there. there. Good. Well, let's um, start off. Do we have any housekeeping this week? I have one. Very quickly, I reported last time that Electronica had been extended. Well, guess what? It's been extended again. This time it's going through at least Labor Day. This has been so successful, I expect this to really make a nice long run. I went again this past weekend, and boy, am I still really enjoying it. If you haven't been, it is <laughs> worth time. going to just for Laser Man. Um, between that and Flynn's Arcade, um, this really is, it really is a good little street party. I hope it, hope it lasts a good long time. Um, anybody else? Going once, going twice. Okay, how about Tom? You've got the news this week. I have the news this week. Uh, sad, sad story to report. Okay. February 28th marked the last day of business for the Ann Getty store in downtown Disney. Mm. The company... What, Tony? Come on. Babies and flowers. I don't get it. I mean, I get babies, I get flowers, but together, I don't get it. It was nice, but it wasn't really a great fit. The company decided against renewing their lease because Gettys is moving in a new direction. Good for you, Tony. Here you go. All right. As a photographer. Uh, This closure, along with Basin that closed at the end of 2010, leaves two unoccupied spots in downtown Disney. And this week's big news story... This week, the Disneyland Resort announced opening dates for three new park experiences. First up, on May 27th, Disneyland Park will premiere the new Mickey's Soundsational Parade with a, quote, explosive musical score, thrilling rhythms, and bold percussion that will have people dancing to many of their favorite Disney tunes, unquote. Also at Disneyland Park, June 3rd marks the return of Star Tours. The, The adventures will continue with new destinations such as Coruscant and Tatooine. Yay. Yay. Also on June 3rd, across yeah. the Esplanade at Disney California Adventure, Ariel will make her debut. The Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventures will invite guests to journey, take a journey under the sea. Woohoo! We've been waiting for these dates quite a while, and I think they've been dragging their feet and trying to decide what the heck they were going to do. I'm surprised they put them all, they put those two big announcements, so, excuse me, sorry, those two big openings on the same date. Yeah. This has got to be time to another big, like, summer nighttastic type promotion that yeah. they're going to announce. Yeah. Which means nobody will be able to get into the park because it will be <laughs> extremely crowded. Well, May 27th is Memorial Day weekend, which is, is I don't, I yeah. want to be there, but I don't want to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's just for the parade, though. So, considering the other ones are June, right? The other ones are the next weekend, yeah. Yeah. So that's at least better. Should be an interesting summer this year again. Yeah. Does anybody know dates on Goofy Sky School? 
That should be open no, before that, right? Not anna- no, they have not announced it, but I'm assuming they're going to, once they clear out Little Mermaid, then they're going to do that in the next wave and open that in the restaurants at the same time, is be. what I'm thinking. If you look at the aerials that have been taken of that area, that and the replacement restaurant for the pizza place... Uh-huh. Probably is going to be open at the same time yeah, in batch. Yeah. And, they make, they and from sense. the construction from where they are right now, it looks like they're still quite a ways off. They may yeah, open that full corner all at once. Yeah. With, That's with, what, that with was mermaid. just what I said, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I can't see. Yeah. I can't see. I maybe see that opening maybe end of the summer. No, I th- it should be before that. Or farther. Maybe. It should be before mm-hmm. that. Wager. It looks ugly. <laughs> I think you guys need to bet. I uh, bet you, Ooh. Churro, uh, that it opens with Mermaid on June 3rd. Mm, I'm willing to go with Churro for maybe at least a month later. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, that's the news. Yay. Okay, so rapid fire. Who wants to go first? Pick me, pick me, pick me. Wait, wait, wait. Tickets are on sale this year for this year's upcoming D23 Expo in Anaheim. Wanted to remind everybody that doesn't know already that the Expo is coming again to the Anaheim Convention Center. It's going to be uh, this year on August the 19th through the 21st. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We don't have too many details on what the Expo is going to have this year. Um, we do have tickets, however. A one-day advanced sale adult ticket is $35 for D23 members, and it's $42 for non-members. They have discounts for all three days, discounts for D23 members. I'm already registered for all three days. Got my pass, you know, coming up. I bet Tom has his tickets, too. I have my ticket. I have my hotel booked. I'm I'm set. I am so excited about this. This was such a great event last year. I am really looking forward to to it again this year. Yeah, I'm concerned how they're going to top it. I mean, Indeed. Agreed. But I bet they will. I bet they will. Yeah, I mean, they they pulled out so many surprises last year that it's going to be hard for... Hard for them to top it. I mean, there's no way they're going to get Johnny Depp again. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, so. And one little quickie for those who uh, who haven't known, parking rates at the Disneyland Resort lots have gone up again. Fifteen. $15 oh for one day, one vehicle. Ouch. Yep. So we're, again, this is like, it, it almost seems like they're raising parking rates twice a year. Has anybody tried parking in the new Toy Story lot? Yes, it's wonderful. It, Is it? it? Really? It makes you wow. feel like you're a little detached from the property because you are. But I got to tell you, I tried it and timed it and tried it again just to make sure I was correct. You cut your parking to park entry time, I would say, in half. Wow. Because you don't have to wait for the tram and then all that other stuff. Exactly, and you're not walking, you know, half a mile down the world's largest parking structure. The buses are like, you know, city buses, but it's fine. It's fine for the short little ride. Okay, well, thanks for that, Wayne. You got two for the price of one. Anybody else? Yes, I have something. SeaWorld San Diego is welcoming Southern California teachers for a discount that's not really advertised. You kind of have to know somebody, but now if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear it. SeaWorld San Diego is offering Southern California credentialed teachers a free 2011 fund card 
so that they can come play all year. You wow. have to be a teacher and reside in zip codes 90000 to 93599. Sorry. And you have to teach kinder through 12th grade only. Um, to receive it, you have to do everything online before April 30th, 2011. So you do everything online. I already did um, mine. And then you do everything online. You get a valid school ID, a recent paycheck stub within 30 days. So you can
the princess, any of those, you can qualify to get that special coast-to-coast medal, which is beautiful. When's that marathon, Nancy? Um, that is traditionally Labor Day weekend. Oh, so now that we've had all of our rapid fire, let's move on to today's topics. Wayne, do you want to start us off with the construction? Thanks, Nancy. The construction at the hotel is coming along nicely, but I got to tell you, at this point, it still looks much more unfinished than complete. Construction walls are almost everywhere you look. Um, they have mostly protected the pathways and the pub- public walkways from falling debris is what it looks like. Um, it's not so much that they are hiding what's going on. I think they're just being ultra-cautious about keeping people away from the construction areas. The Dreams Tower, which is the tower that's closest to downtown Disney, is complete. There is no new lobby. I don't know if they are planning on refurbing the lobby at some point. It still basically has the same old lobby. The um, Dreams Tower is eventually going to be renamed the Adventure Tower, and that's going to be along the lines of the theming that's going to go into the new Central Entertainment Area. Down the farthest away from the traditional main entrance is the Wonder Tower, and at this point, it's almost done. Most of the floors are complete. They definitely have occupied um, the uh, new refurbished rooms. In fact, I walked past a couple who had just said they came out of a new room on the 11th floor, so they're definitely renting rooms. There are still uh, quite a few construction elevators and cranes around the property, so I'm not exactly sure how noise levels is going to affect staying in that tower. You do still enter from the back of the tower, uh, from the street side, not the interior side. The interior's now basically been completely blocked off. Um, you have to, in order to get to the Wonder Tower, you have to walk all the way around the Dreams Tower. Um, signs are adequate. They definitely show you the way, but kind of like walking to your room at Caribbean Beach, um, it, it's a hike. It, it, it's a long way. Thank goodness for the porters who, are, who will carry your baggage. One interesting thing I did see about the Wonder Tower, if you look at the rooms on the very top floor, you see balconies. You see outside balconies. I took a picture and then zoomed all the way in, and what it looks like to me is they have widened and recreated the outside balcony that we're kind of used to seeing, but this time there's enough room to where they've put a couple of chairs and a small table out on the top floor. I haven't heard about what kind of rooms these are, if these are concierge rooms or if they're going to be special VIP guest-only rooms, but they go all the way around the top floor and they look pretty cool. Hmm. Construction on the Magic Tower has started. That's the last remaining one. Um, that's the one that um, most of the folks will see when they first drive into the property. Um, only three floors in that tower are still available uh, for, for um, overnight stays. Those are the only standard rooms that are available in the hotel itself. They are starting construction on the the Magic Tower from the bottom, and they're going to the top, as opposed to the sort of column way that they were doing the other two towers. 
Um, they are right now in the process of demolishing the old rooms, so the outside of the tower looks uh, of the magic tower looks looks pretty bad. I did ask at the concierge desk and also at the front desk about the room rates during the construction. What they told me is that they still have basically the standard rate for the hotel, which that night I, I asked at the front desk. It was like a Sunday night, and they wanted uh, $320 for a single no, standard sorry. room at, in the Magic Tower. Well, I know, but it is the Disneyland Hotel. So there's a tiny increase fee, tiny, relative, mm. uh, to stay in the refurbished rooms in the other two towers. Mm. $40 a night per room, bringing the total for that night to 360 per night. On a Sunday night? On a Sunday night. Wow. In my opinion, well worth the upcharge. The old rooms, not even worth $300, personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but that's the way they're pricing them now. I They were not able to tell me how long the old standard rooms would be, still be available for those that really want a little touch of nostalgia left. But looking at the construction, it looks like they will definitely be several months on doing the refurb of the floors they've already started. And they they did say that uh, they're, they're going to complete those refurbished rooms before they take the last three floors in the Magic Tower. Um, at this point, with the consideration of construction and noise, I say in your reservation notes, request the Dreams Tower and and hope for the best or you know check at the front desk when you check in the wonder tower will be fine once they finish construction in total Wayne Toygo's recommendation is to stay away from the magic tower for now <laughs> well hey Wayne why don't you tell us a little bit more about then about uh, what's happening in the middle of the hotel because absolutely absolutely the pool area itself has not yet been started the, the, the old pool, the Neverland pool, hasn't been started as far as construction. We do see some construction going on on some of the exteriors of the buildings that are surrounding the entertainment area. They, they did put some clever little peak holes in some of the construction fences that are around it with little, little Mickey Mouse ears around the peak holes so that you can get a peek and see what's going on in the central area where the new monorail pool is going. But the biggest news is that Disney has announced the names uh, and the theming for the new uh, replacement for the Lost Bar. The Tangaroa Terrace and Trader Sam's Bar is going to be the new themed restaurant. It's going to be Tropical Tiki theme with Tropical Menu for Food and Drink. The Trader Sam reference uh, reminds us of the character that is at the end of the Jungle Cruise, you know, the one who offers you two heads for the price of yours. The, um, the drawings resemble a, a big tropical lodge hut. With it looks lots. exactly like the Polynesian Resort in Florida. It really does. It absolutely does look like the Polynesian. Lots of outdoor seating, too. Um, there is a suggestion that there may be some animatronic characters of some kind. Um, looks pretty good. Um, I'm excited about it, actually. Definitely a I return to the really old, fun. yeah, the old tropical themed area. Now, you, you were talking about the, is it the Dream Tower that's become the Adventureland Tower? 
The Adventure Tower. Adventure Tower. And then The Wonders becoming, what, The Frontier, was it? I forget what The Wonder and the Magic are. Um, the Wonders the Fantasy? Because the rumor has... a chart so yeah. I can remember what's become what. It's like translation. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, well, when you changed... consider it the original Three Towers, the... Yeah, Bonita and the... the Bonita, Bonita, the Marina. The yeah. Or, yeah, the Marina and the... Santa, yeah, the Nina, the Mid Pinta, and the Santa Maria. <laughs> but wasn't there a rumor that they're going to have the the painted painted desert or something to recreate that in the, in the in front of the Frontierland Tower? In the area where the old uh, Horseshoe Falls yes. was located, they are going to recreate a sort of tr- desert scene, and they're going to add some kind of water feature into that area. I've heard some descriptions. I have not seen an artist drawing of it yet. Uh, judging from the construction that I see right now, I can't tell at all where they're headed. So yeah, I, th- I think it's just rumor at this point. I don't know that there's been confirmation on that. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this once yeah. they get it all starting to shape up. I think everybody's excited about that monorail pool, though. Yep. Um, another Disneyland hotel note. While we're talking about that. Um, a couple weeks ago, the Goofy's Kitchen reopened after a quick refurb. Um, I, Tony, you asked them. I think it was just paint and carpet is all they did. So yeah, nothing they, new in there. Yeah, just yeah. tile and paint and carpet. So well, everything else go. is the same. There you go. Okay. Also, more updates on the construction as everything progresses. Okay, and with that, let's take it over to Tony, and he's got his review of the Wine Country Trattoria's World of Color Dining Package. Okay, I'm going to do the best I can to say Trattoria, so please correct me if I'm wrong. You did very well. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so on a recent night, my wife and I, without the sun, had a babysitter, had a nice little, yes, uh, adult evening. At the world of, we chose to do the World of Color dining package at Wine Country Trattoria, <laughs> and um, just so you know, it's thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. There are AP discounts. It's a price, a fixed price menu, so you pick off of the menu, you know, for choices: an appetizer, a soup. I mean, excuse me, not an appetizer, a soup or salad, an entree, and then desserts. Uh, you also get a preferred viewing area ticket for World of Color. It started off with a bread basket with herb ciabatta rolls, which was better than they used to be. So we like the rolls better than we used to be. I forgot to say before, it was we went on a really cold night, and a lot of this seating is outside, so that was kind of an issue. Okay, so anyways, we have um, so the rolls came with uh, olive oil and balsamic vinegar, and it's a really good sweet balsamic vinegar. We like that a lot. The uh, menu begins with after the bread, you get a choice of a. An arugula, fennel, red onion, walnut, and goat cheese salad, or the chef's soup selection. We had the, we kind of shared everything. We had the Italian wedding soup. I'm not a big soup guy, and um, Italian wedding soup can be pretty pedestrian, just normal. Yeah. And it had, it was really aromatic. It had a hint of lemon, which was really, really good, and we really enjoyed the uh, Italian wedding soup, which is not what I kind of expected that. I would notice the Italian wedding soup. I think the soup offering is something new because in the past it's just been a salad and that that was there was no choice for appetizers, so that's that's something new. No, yeah, we had the we we got to choose and it was really good. Um, I wonder if it's soup. a seasonal. I wonder if it's a seasonal winter thing. Well, I'll have to go back and find it. <laughs> you will, especially if you liked it, but you yes, haven't. Well, we're not done yet. So okay. <laughs> yeah, there we yeah. go. So um, so far so good. 
The entrees, you have a choice of herb roasted chicken breast, seafood pasta, sustainable fish, braised lamb shank, roasted beef tenderloin, and help me out here, broccolini aglio olio pasta. And so no matter what you like, you'll, there's a, you can find something, you know, the chicken, the seafood, the meat, the pasta, the vegetarian. I, of course, got the roasted beef tenderloin and it came with gorgonzola potatoes, sauteed green beans and a mushroom Chianti sauce. It sounds great. And gorgonzola potatoes, to be honest, until I started getting ready for the review and I went back and checked the menu, I didn't realize gorgonzola was part of the actual potatoes. It was, oh, that they sucks. Were, I know, because I love gorgonzola, and it was just a potato. I'm like, oh, really? Those are supposed to be gorgonzola potatoes? The potatoes were kind of just potatoes. Um, were they the mashed sauce, or chopped? No, no, they were, they were like roasted potatoes. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, gorgonzola potatoes, I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be mashed with gorgonzola. Not that I – I mean, I knew I didn't really That's think That's what I would have thought. But when you see that it's gorgonzola potatoes, I was looking for – I didn't really taste gorgonzola. This is – last time it was the carnitas. I said 500 times this time it will be gorgonzola. So anyways, um, the beef tenderloin was tender and it was seasoned fine. It was nothing special. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't the greatest slice of beef I'd had. It was good. The mushroom Chianti sauce was really good and I asked for extra because I really just enjoyed that sauce. So anyways, uh, my wife had the seafood pasta, which I actually did have a bite of. And for people that don't know, which is most everybody, I'm not a big fan of seafood, but doing my diligence, I made sure I had a bite of the seafood. And um, of course, it all tastes like seafood to me. But I know that seafood can be overcooked and uh, rubbery. Over and, chewy. Yeah, over chewy. And it wasn't. It was It was really good in terms of its texture. And my wife complimented on the same thing. It was the seafood was prepared well. It included um, shrimp, uh, sauteed shrimp, and scallops, and so it was it was quality seafood. Again, the flavor was, you know, whatever. Um, it was good. Again, nothing special. The dessert okay. they gave us uh, was a uh, platter of like mini versions, which I'm a really big fan of. Anytime I can try different desserts, because you know when you pick your dessert, you're thinking. Okay, I hope I pick the right one. At least I do. And then, mm-hmm. oh, the, oh the, my neighbors look so much better. So um, so you get up out of your chair when they're not looking and you just take their dessert. And then that's the way I do things. <laughs> but no, with the little, um, the little piece, we, I like the fact that they had the little, the little plate. And um, it had tiramisu, a fruit crostata, vil- vanilla bean, panna cotta, and a chocolate hazelnut mousse. In order, what we like the best, we like tiramisu first, fruit crostata second. The panna cotta was... Oh, it was good, but the the berries on top were really, really tart. So once we got rid of the berries, it was good. But we liked that you had tastings of everything, and they they gave it to you for two people so you could sh- share, and everybody got their own little. Um, there will be a blog on this, so you'll be you get to see pictures of everything I spoke of. www.disunplug.com. Yes, so it should be coming up soon. Also, to let people know that um, other spirits are available Press Pot Coffee is available there. They also have wine flights. I'm not a big wine drinker, even though I went to Trattoria. But um, they did have um, wine flights available, and every menu item has a suggested wine pairing. So I know that's probably what I – I'm sure if I drank the good wine, everything would have tasted perfectly because the wine would have brought out all the flavors and stuff. But um, (laughs) Diet Coke doesn't bring out much in terms of what you're, you're eating. All in all, we liked it. 
and we thought it was good, and we, you know, like, it was nice atmosphere and everything. But I have to be honest, I've been to Ariel's Grotto for the same World of Color dinner package, and if I had to choose between the two, and it's the same price, I would go to Ariel's Grotto. I'm not saying I didn't like Wine Country Chateria. It was fine. But if I had to compare the two, or if I had to choose which one next time, I'm going to go back to Ariel's Grotto. I just thought they have more um, variety, not more variety, more, uh, more unique offerings. And the other thing, we went when it was you know extremely cold for Southern California, and there's a lot more seating at the Trattoria outside than there is inside. And just yeah. because you have the dining package doesn't mean I asked, tried to see if it worked. I said, well, do we have any you know, preference to get inside? And they said, no. And I tried and it didn't work. So it was, it was cold. And I know Errol's Grotto has more inside seating. So depending on the weather, that's something to consider. But then again, you know, in the nice spring and everything, it would be great to sit out in the Trattoria. But if I was going to choose, I would choose Ariel Sprato. Did you get the same place in World of Color eating at Trattoria than you would have at Ariel's? Yeah, from what I'm aware, and because I'm, for those of you that know, and as my wife listens to this, I'm directionally challenged. So um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure we were in the same location. Yeah, it it should be the same location. It should be the same location. It's that central area by the fountain. Thank you. Yes, we were in the same location. Yes. Yes, What about the timing? Did you feel rushed or hurried? No, I'm glad you actually brought that up. He was really good at the the way the server was awesome. You know, I always usually focus on the food and forget about the other stuff. But the server was really great, and we had our we we had plenty of time, and we had plenty of time to go and um, before it was our showing for World of Color. Now, if I can remember exactly what time, I think we made a reservation for 5.40, sat down at 6, and then did the first the first World of Color. One thing I did want to say that has nothing to do with the dining, I had not seen the Tron add-on. Uh-huh. I'm not a big Tron fan, have no desire. Yeah. That was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And then afterwards, my wife and I were like, Tron, that was really awesome, wasn't it? I can't believe they incorporated everything, and it's cool how... World of Color looks like it's going to be able to add things on like that, and it was and to include the fun wheel and everything. It was it was worth seeing World of Color again. Why well, I love World of Color, but that Tron add-on was awesome. Okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that, Tony. Um, hey, I have one right quick before we sign off. Of course you do. <laughs> Tom, in yeah. answer to your question, yes. The Dreams Tower will be will become the Adventure Tower. Uh-huh. Um, the oh goodness, I'm reading this and I'm reading it wrong. The Wonder Tower will be the Frontier Tower, right? And the Magic Tower will become the Fantasy Tower. There we go. Woo-hoo. I knew it was out there. Leaving us to wonder if the the rumored fourth tower, Ooh, the Neverland yeah. Tower, Ooh. will ever come. Yeah, that I read that the other day. In the isn't isn't it going behind the Magic Tower? In that maybe in the where the wait. Uh, right. there's, there's a street back there behind ESPN. Oh, and, and that's where the rumor is the fourth tower is going by the parking lot. That's where the old bungalows used to be. 
And it might be known as, I heard, it might be called the Diz Unplugged Tower. I don't know. <laughs> not confirmed. <laughs> well, with Tony's rousing uh, naming of that rumored they fourth tower, I guess that'll do it for this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. 